KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Courtney Hunt's Frozen River takes place in upstate New York on the Canadian border in the dead of winter. It's a debut feature, though you'd never know it from the filmmaker's commandingly confident style or from the heartbreaking beauty, heartbreaking then heart-mending of Melissa Leo's performances, Ray Eddy, a poor single mother who's living her whole life on thin ice. Ray's husband has vanished after gambling away the money they'd saved for the balloon pavement on a new mobile home. With Christmas coming, she works at a local store, but money is so tight that she feeds her two sons popcorn and tang. Yet Ray is a gambler, too. She's determined to do whatever she must for her family. In a movie full of strangeness and danger, the strangest thing is how surprising Frozen River manages to be. Some of that is due to the filmmaker's fondness for striking details and her gift for dramatizing them in a story of two equally, if differently, devoted mothers. Ray lives near a Mohawk Indian reservation, and a young Mohawk woman becomes her tutor and then her partner in smuggling illegal aliens across the border. The main attraction, though, is the tenderness and ferocity in Melissa Leo's performance. Her character could be more knowledgeable about towing one car with another. Ray uses a bungee cord, which pops apart at the first yank. But the actress pulls everything and everyone along with her, even when grimness or spiritual darkness slow the pace. You may remember Melissa Leo as Kay Howard, the smart, tough cop in Homicide Life on the Street. What she does here, though, is a revelation. Ray may live in a trailer, but there's nothing trashy about her as Leo plays her. She longs for a better life and makes the most of the one she has. In The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, the climactic battle pits dead good guys and dead bad guys against a dead script that contains the deathless line, there's something incredibly romantic about vanquishing the undead. Well, no, there isn't, at least not on the evidence offered here, but there's something incredibly perverse about a third mummy installment that lacks a mummy and something incredibly turgid about the relationship between Rick O'Connell, the mummy hunter played by Brendan Fraser, and his twerpy archaeologist son. This mummy starts pleasantly enough with a preface set in ancient China, where a good witch casts a Sanskrit spell on an evil emperor. The problems begin once the action moves to the 20th century, to 1946, right after World War II, and the writers have to construct an actual story. They do construct one, but from parts that get recycled as often as tin cans, an archaeological find that's the greatest since King Tut, a legendary jewel, abominable snowmen, a perilous journey to Shangri-La, and yet another encounter with the evil emperor who shifts shapes whenever the script runs out of ideas. The production looks lavish unless you look too closely, and the action ranges from spirited, the undead outdoing the supposedly living, to clumsy, chopped-up battle sequences, rusty kung fu wirework. Maria Bello does her attractive best as Rick's wife Evelyn, who was previously played by Rachel Weiss, 
while Brendan Fraser gives a limited portion of his all to a role that doesn't deserve it. The best news about this clangorous clunker is that it may well have vanquished the Mummy franchise. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the Wall Street Journal's film critic. I'll be back soon on KCRW with more reviews.